and welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince, and I'm here with my co-host, Stevie D. It's Stevie D. For some teams, they say all good things must come to an end. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) So for fans of NFL football... uh, Well, I wouldn't say fans of NFL football. I would say fans of... Well, the regular season. Mike Watts winning NFL teams. Watch... The regular season has come to an end. I am going to tell you, this was the fastest NFL regular season, and they extended it by a week, and it was still that fast. It, it, it just seems like, and I think you said this last week, it just seems like we were in training camp getting excited about the upcoming 2021 season. And in a blink of an eye, here we are. The season is wrapped up, and now it's on to the playoffs. The second team. Okay. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. All that means is that we're getting older that much faster, and I don't like it. Yeah, that's one way to look at it. it, it, it there's another way to look at it. Um, you, know, you know, when we were growing up. I don't like where this is going. I don't know where it's going, but I, you got that look on your face like, I'm when, not going to be good. When we were growing up, there was a show. Oh, that geez. many kids used to watch, right? Usually after you got home from school. And on this show, they would say, this show was brought to you by the number, and then they would give a number. Well, this show for Official Word Sports is brought to you by the number 53. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It is because today's the anniversary, the 53rd anniversary of the Jets winning Super Bowl three. Wait, wait. So I'm wait, glad you brought wait, that up today. Maybe try to take that one because yeah. by the number 53, 53 total yards, total net yards in a game. I, I, I'll I'll give you some credit. Total net yards in a game. Well, yeah, because after the 15 sacks you guys had in that game, we brought our, our, our total down a little bit. <laughs> and Zach didn't help you by, like, running back 20 yards. You know, I, that, that's going to hurt you. But total net yards of 53. I, it was a bad game. It really was. Um, you know, I we, we were talking a little bit a little bit uh, pre-show. And, and I let you go on. I, I, I didn't want to hurt your feelings or anything. And I'm glad Buffalo kind of snapped out of its malaise. But you can absolutely see that it's kind of not fair either, right, from an outside outside perspective. The Bills did not take the debt seriously. Um, And they could have found themselves in one of those situations like Jacksonville where all of a sudden you're scrambling at the end. Because if you look at Buffalo's game planning, Josh was not to run at all. It didn't matter what was going on. Just get rid of the ball, and we need you to stay upright. Well, well, you know what? Then, then don't play the guy. Well, and that's where I was going. That's exactly what I had said leading up to this game. Because he got hit. He got hit on a play. And, it was and later, I said it to was myself, later. I said, yep, it was late. I said, that, yeah. that should have been out, and, and it's – don't put your quarterback in that spot. Um, you know, I thought when Miami was up big in their game against New England, 
I think that's when they should – if they were so concerned about the, the home game, they should have looked at that scoreboard and set them up by like 21 points or whatever it was and said, you know what, we're going to pull our starters out. It's in the third quarter. It's it's not it's not worth well, it. Miami almost blew it. Yes, that's true. They all, almost did, but they didn't, right? But I'm just saying when you had that big lead, like you're playing with fire. It started getting chippy in that game, and, and you know, all of a sudden you take a needless injury – because a jet player is hot because they're they're four and going to be four and thirteen and 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 it, you know the game was getting out of, out of hand from a frustration point where our offense is not moving the football our defense is maybe getting frustrated and and next thing you know you take a shot at, at the quarterback take a shot at your center bend them backwards next thing you know your center's out you know there's so many bad scenarios can yeah, definitely where the center stepped on either the center of the guard stepped on Allen's foot. And oh, yeah, <laughs> we've seen that, right? I I was not a big proponent of playing. The yeah, you said that multiple times. Yeah, you rather I, give up the home game. I don't care. I just I need my team healthy and ready to go. And I think that you know personally, I felt as though our backups would be uh, capable of winning that game. But if that game was that important to you, then you should have taken care of business earlier in the season. Now that you're in the party, now that you're at the dance. You know, let's make sure we're we're ready to go for a long run. Plus, I would have much rather given my guys, you know, that extra week to heal any injuries after eighteen weeks. Well, I, I think I think at certain players you could have taken the opportunity to rest certain players that were have some uh, nicks to them that you know maybe gets them from eighty five percent to one hundred percent by the time the, the playoffs come around. I, I could see that, but I, I tell you, by playing your starters, and I'm gonna be honest. You didn't impress me for two and a half quarters, whether you did the offensive playbook or not. If, if the struggles Buffalo has had this year, they've had a lot of weird offensive struggles. If you no, really look at what it, what are you talking about? In all fairness, Singletary ran right down your throat, just ran up your gut. Dude, that, that's dude. Our on offense. Look, 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 all, all I'm saying is, look, no, 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 no. I you scored 13 I points know. through three quarters. You guys yeah, suck. Okay. Time and I okay. give you credit. But at a certain point, enough of throwing the shade. Enough of it. Buffalo, I'm not throwing the shade, but I'm yes, talking football. You so you're taking it personal. You're taking it personal like I'm tacking the Buffalo Bills. You want to throw shade. You said, well, I'm they not throwing shade. Two and a half quarter. No, they, no, they, no, they, no. I'm yeah. not throwing shade. I, I'm not throwing shade. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. not throwing shade. Because I had you as my preseason favorites to win the Super Bowl. And, and you right around, right? You you defend. Hold on. Let me get my point. In. You talk about your boys. I told you about the Titans game. It was a game you shouldn't have lost. And you lost it, right? Yeah. And you guys went through a funk during the year. You lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Whether you took them serious or not, you got embarrassed. There are other games you scored three points in the first half. You have the be- one of the best offenses in the league. I'm not throwing shade at your team. I'm just talking about the facts. You're throwing shade on week on the week 18 game. That's the one you're throwing shade at. I'm not throwing shade. Not as to be funny or in jest. I mean, you got to call it what it was. Buffalo, even with their starters, and even though they may not have thrown up all these points up all over the place, which they were putting points up there, they still would. They dominated that game offensively and defensively in the first quarter, in the second quarter, in the third quarter, and in the fourth quarter. Now, would I like to see something different? Yeah. But I looked at a team that was doing what they needed to do, and then all of a sudden they, they kind of got into like a little funk or something like that, whatever it may be, and they could let you hang around a little bit. But if you looked at early on, 
had all season. And they're just starting to discover it. And you, you, you realize you're talking about a 4-12 and 12 team. You should matter. dominate a 4-12 and 12 team. I agree, but it doesn't right? matter. You're, you're a 4-12. It does matter. No, it, it does matter. You, you're, you're not playing an upper echelon team. You're playing a 4-12 and 12 team. Okay, I know you want to make a joke about the fifty-three because it's important, but you're a four and twelve. When you're a four and twelve team, you want to call it what it is. You're a four and twelve team. You have your top three wide receivers not there, and the one receiver you got, Crowder, goes out in the first quarter, and you got a rookie quarterback. Who who you got that you can rely on to throw the ball? This is right? the same guy. This is the same guy that is telling me and weeks prior. That you got to play with whatever you have on the field. It doesn't matter. I, I, absolutely, I, absolutely. But when you're when you're four and twelve, knock the Indianapolis Colts yeah. out, and the Jaguars are what two and 15? 3 and fifteen, yeah. three and fourteen now. So yeah, yeah, we played we played a team that had four wins. We played a team that was here yeah. and, and but it's next man up. I, I'll tell you one thing: you better step up your game if you think you're going to go deep into the playoffs. Oh, right? oh, again, you, oh, you're in my preseason. I had Sean McDermott as the coach of the year, and I had Josh Allen as the offensive player of the year. Okay. Okay. I believe in the Buffalo Bills. I'm not a Buffalo Bill fan, but I understand football, and I understand the talent level that's on the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not throwing shade on the Buffalo Bills. I'm just saying you guys got to get it right. If you're going with, with blinders on, and the Buffalo Bill fans are going blinders on, then you can just turn the switch on and then all of a sudden be all world. You, there's, you got legitimate concerns with the Buffalo Bills. You should see that and recognize that. And, and absolutely. And we've called it out each and every step of the way from the, the Pittsburgh loss all the way through the Jets victory. We, I absolutely have been completely unbiased in, in my displeasure with McDermott, my displeasure with Dable, my displeasure with Frazier at times, my displeasure with Allen, my displeasure with the offensive line. I've, caused, I've run the gamut. I completely run the gamut. But what I have seen, and it seems to be, everybody wants to say the second half of the Buccaneer game. And maybe it was. But it really seems to be the the Tredavious White injury where you started to see things change. And you've seen the team start to operate a little bit differently. And I think what they were doing, and, and you see this so often and you hate when you see this, that they're tinkering. Right, they're tr they're trying to find the perfect thing, and whether it be let's become a pass-heavy, pass-dominant team and forget about the run, because we've seen games when they went the almost entire first half without an actual running play from a running back. To you know, which receiver are we going to go to? Sanders was was the big guy early on. Then Diggs, then Beasley, then came back to Diggs. Right, Gabriel Davis didn't get any run until the last couple of weeks. But we saw what he could do. Isaiah McKenzie had that one game, right? He's in and out of the doghouse. But you see them tinker, right? And they're trying to find what it is that's going to be the best combination. And I think what we've seen, especially over the last four or five weeks, we've seen them start to hone in on exactly where it is and what they need to do, right? Does that mean less of Beasley and more of McKenzie? I think so. Does that mean less of Sanders and, and more of Davis? I think so. Does that mean that instead of splitting the carries between Singletary and Zach Moss, that all of a sudden Singletary becomes your feature back? I'm not saying he's the number one. No stretch of the imagination. I said this on the show before. When you look at Devin Singletary, he's a good complementary back, right? But I would much rather have a three-down back 
and then maybe every once in a while bring in secretaries that could do some work. But what I've watched over again over this period of time, they're starting to get things the way that they needed to be, or the way at least that they wanted to be going into the playoffs. You're seeing better efficiency from the offense. You're seeing less penalties. You're seeing a more cohesive unit up front. You're seeing Josh now. Every once in a while, Josh will make some erratic decisions in in, in his uh, thought process with the field management. But you're starting to see Josh being able to pick the spots when to run, when to throw. What has been very hot over the last couple of weeks has been this whole RPO, right? They kind of shied away from that RPO, and you, you've seen it a couple times. I say all of that to say, right? We have fun and, and, and go back and forth, and it, it's all good. And if anybody's watching, this is just you guys going in, right? I mean, it, it, there's love at the end of the day, and they're always right. But if we also, you know, it, you have to call it for what it is. Yes, you did say all those things. And you, I told you last week, you're absolutely right. That Tennessee Titans game, biggest loss, yeah. biggest loss maybe close to in franchise history, right? I mean, well. there's been some other losses, right? right? We won championship games and exhibition games. We lost, right? Well, uh, well, I was I wasn't even going to that game. I was going to that uh, miracle. I won't even say it. I'll just say miracle. The forward pass. The forward. Are, are, are is that what they call it? The forward pass game. No. But, yeah, you know, I, I think the Tre'Davious White. It's gonna. I don't think the Tre'Davious White will probably hurt you in the New England game. But if you get past New England, I'll say when you get past, I don't know what to say because I don't want to jinx anything for you guys, right? But you get to the next round and, and they have more uh, teams that have better receivers, I, I think that's where you, you, you may hurt unless unless Leslie French can come up with a really good game plan. But I, I think White does hurt. I mean, he's a stud. I mean, he's just an absolute stud. So, so there's two things to that. And, and actually, I think we were done a favor. You what? I think we were done a favor. Because when the Pro Bowl rosters came out, now one Buffalo Bill, oh the chip on, on the league's number one defense, number one scoring defense, number one pass defense, number one pass efficiency defense. You can go down the line. The Bills defense was number one in the league in 2021. Well, they they showed a week 18. I can tell you that. <laughs> and, now, and now one player was made it to the Pro Bowl. And that, 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 I don't even know how that is possible. I don't even know how you can have all of what you said and not have a member. And Tredavious White, I don't know, I, whatever week he got hurt, but they don't count the last three weeks for the Pro Bowl. I can't believe that he didn't even, they could have given him it knowing that he was an injury and they didn't even give it to him. It's happened. Bizarre. But you, you, you have Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. Yeah. That, yeah. that by far, and, and not because I bleed, <laughs> not because I bleed the red, white, and blue for Bills Mafia, but by far the best tandem safeties in the NFL. Individually, sure, I'll have the discussion with some of the other guys that are out there. But you tell me the two free and strong safeties out there on any team that can go heads up with Poyer and Hyde. There's not one. Yeah. There's that one. And they, but hold on, CBD. They are not first alternate. Right, right. They're not second alternate. They're not third alternate. I think Micah Hyde is the fourth alternate. And Jordan Foyer is the fifth alternate. Please explain that. No, 
Kid you not? No, I cannot explain that. Kid you not? I can't explain why you don't have one pro baller. And I can't explain why those two are that far down on the depth chart. Did Al Michaels set this up? I think so. I think I, I think so. Sunday night football in America. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I that's uh that, you got Al Michaels, Rodney Harrison, Chris Collinsworth. Oh, those are all Bills lovers over there. Yeah, that that is bizarre. Um that is so, very bizarre. Stevie D. Yep. I, I'm not gonna belabor that game. Right, it, it wasn't fair. It really wasn't fair. I don't. I don't think that the Jets would have stand a chance against Georgia. In all fairness, no. I, I think. I think you're being. Uh, I, I. You know, Richard asked that question about beating the NFL team, and uh, I, I. I maybe because we had our all those weapons on the on the uh, from the wide receivers, and and so who you throwing it to? You know, guys from practice squad. That hurts you, but I, I I think that's a far stretch to say a college team could beat a pro any pro team. It, it, it's really so bad. The, your only saving grace to get the fifty three was Matt Hawk. Who? And that guy, the punter, Who? Matt Hawk, the punter. Hack. <laughs> oh my god. I I've never seen anything like it. I gotta be honest with you, I've never seen anything like it. In I, all my years of watching football, to watch a punter struggle that bad. My phone saved itself by being a little bit further out of reach. Because I'm watching these punts. And the first one, it happens, right? You just say, you, you go with it. Yeah, yes, exactly, yeah. It, it's funny because I saw it happening almost real time. Because you're watching them drop the ball, and you're like, oh, that's odd. Right? It, it, but... I'm not a punter, right? So I, I don't know, but I, I just saw it and I said, huh, that's, that's odd. That's the second time in one week that punter dropped the football. It happened in another game in week 18. No, I, no, that, hold on, that's later on. I'm just talking about, about when they go to kick it, how they when they hold it out and they drop it. They, they drop it, yeah. It. Then he does it again. I'm like, that's odd. Normally the ball is like tilted it's, this it's, way. It's long, not sideways. Yes. Yeah. And he got it like all on a forty. I'm like, huh? Again, I don't know. But now I saw the results of the first one. I'm like, eh, I probably shouldn't do that. Uh, look at that. There it goes again. Right? You guys didn't cross midfield, and after two of his punches, you're starting inside our. Well, turn. one of them didn't count. That's right. One That's of them didn't right. count. So he shanked three in a row, but one was on a penalty, and it came back. That's and so right. he shanked it again. <laughs> so he was shanking it again. Which was funny because Salah was all up in our. What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, you got to refund it. And he's like, no, it should go back there. And then all of a sudden, instead of being at our 45, it's at your 45. And he's like, oh, well, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then to your point, yes, he drops the ball, right? The, the snap, good snap. He gets it and drops. What's this guy doing? Right? And then he got the Bronx cheer from the Bills fans when he finally punted the ball. But I, I looked at his next punt, and it was funny because <laughs> I was saying, I was like, watch this. And he kicks it, right? Drops it the way he's supposed to drop yeah. it. He kicks it. But, you know, he's not worried about hang time. He's not worried about it being in between the ten. Yeah. He's straight in the ends. I'm like, oh, you know. So then finally he dropped one in the five. Now, this could be because I believe in two of the last three games or back-to-back. -back he games, didn't punt. He, he didn't punt, right. He, he didn't know what to do. So 
you know, if this is a lesson to all the coaches out there, maybe in one drive in a game, just let the guy get out there and punt because you're going to go through this. I have no confidence in this guy. Well, it was I'm, interesting in the first punt, they blamed it on like, it's so cold and a little bit of the wind and whatnot. And I'm like, well, you know, Braden Mann punted into the wind and he had some pretty good punts into the wind. And, and then they, I think on the second punt when he shanked it, he says, well, you know, he hasn't punted in two games. But then they started calling out, like you said, how, they, how he was holding the football. Because yep. when you're watching it live, I'm not watching because you're so far back for, on the video. I don't see how he's dropping the ball in there until they, they kind of pointed it out. And I was like, dang. It's like, that's a bad day. And, and then his last name is Hack or something like that. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's a bad name for a punter, Hack. But, uh, yeah. But, we'll can, but yeah. DVD, so, all right. Yeah, can we get off of my team and can we can we deflect now? Can we deflect to somewhere else? Let's deflect because you know, you know what Monday was. <sighs> Monday was Black Friday, CVD. Oh, or Black Monday. Actually, it's Black Monday. I have up there Black Friday. It was Black Monday. And on Black Monday, what do we have? Vic Fangio? No surprise. No. Joe Judge wasn't part of Monday. He was Tuesday. So, they're, you know, they're, a little, they're a little slow on that side of Jersey for, for, for the Giants. You, you know when you go to get something on sale, and you know you try to get that Black Monday, and, and it's all gone, right. and you just happen to go back, and there's something else that's just kind of left over? That was Joe Judge. Well, right? A quick thing on Joe Judge on that is that um, on the Michael K show in New York on uh, 98.7 ESPN, um, they talked about outside influences getting to the ownership um, and the firing of Joe Judge. That's why it was delayed, that uh, there was a lot of backlash could that Joe Judge third, kept his job. Could it be the third and nine quarterback sneak? Oh, at, wait, the third and nine? What about he did it on second down and third down? Second, second. Yeah, if it doesn't work the first time, we're just going to go back to the well. Could, could yeah. it be it? Right, back to back quarterback sneak. Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, you had Zimmer. We we knew about that, right? That that was a foregone conclusion. We knew about Nagy. That we knew about Nagy before the season even started, right? <laughs> and the and the and the last one, the prediction by Stevie D, which I just could not envision this happening. Brian Flores. You know, I it's it's nice to be right because like I called out in like week ten, something like that, or week nine, and and I really based it on because their record was so poor, right? It's not a shock. It's not like I'm really going out on a limb saying that one at seventy's on the hot seat because I really think he's a good coach. But my to me the dynamic was the Tua Watson. Um, going back and forth with making the trade, not making the trade, and they're one and seven, and the trade doesn't happen. And I just, in my head, I just, there was a disconnect to me in the Dolphins organization that made me feel the, way, the reason why I said it that he's on the hot seat because I don't think he was really happy what was going on and they didn't make the trade. And then he was stuck with Tua because I, you called it last year when I said, Oh, I thought it was a good decision to let Fitzpatrick get Tua out of out of trouble and win some football games, right? Because I was about winning the football games, and you're like, it's all about the development of Tua. Now you're showing Tua that we don't believe in you to give you an opportunity to win the football game in the fourth quarter. And so it really shows that Brian Flores does not want Tua, didn't want Tua, wanted Watson. They clashed with ownership, and now the stories are 
Brian's hard to work with. He doesn't know how to talk to people. And, you know, here's the organizational spin because people are confused. So to your point, Chris Greer, it's, I mean, all, when you talk about dirty laundry and, and everything coming out, just like with AB and all that dirty laundry with Tampa, Chris Greer, GM for the Dolphins, is basically being exposed as being the two of them, right? People had their thoughts based on, you know, either the way that Tua was handled by Flores last year or some of the the, the, the dissension that was taking place in the offseason between Greer and Flores. And even to this year, right, it wasn't as much as Tua the starter because, you know, they had Jacoby Brissett in there, and they knew that Tua would be the starter. But it was, to your point, do we get Deshaun? And it had to be Flores' people that were really pumping it up and leaking it out to the Ian Rappaport's of the world or who Jay Glazers of the world, right, saying this is who uh, we have our eyes set on if we can make it happen. And I do believe, right, again, we, we have to play these detectives, right? <laughs> so I believe that somewhere along the line that Stephen Ross and Brian Flores had a conversation that did not include Chris Greer. And I think Brian Flores was trying to make that sales pitch to Stephen Ross, right? Because if he hadn't, it would have died on the vine. They would not have gotten as far down the road. This went up to basically the 23rd hour of the trade deadline. If you remember, it came yeah. back. And they were like, Stephen Ross is not willing to accept, you know, potentially not the unknown with Deshaun Watson. And that was the influence of the GM. Because Stephen Ross knew going into any trade talks that was going to be a topic. That's a good point. That's you a have good to point. know it. Greer probably jumped back in there. Yeah, that, that's a good point, right? And, and again, as we try to figure these things out, I think you're spot on with it. And, and so you had these, you know, Ross is in the middle, and he's getting one guy saying this, the other guy saying this, and it just so happens to be I drafted the quarterback, right? I'm sure, gonna you're tied. Yeah. I'm going to have to stick with the GM to the quarterback I drafted which makes Flores the casualty, and you got to go. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting. The Cardinals, I roasted the Cardinals when they fired Steve Welks yeah. after one year. They drafted Josh Rosen, right? Did I get that guy's yeah. name right? Josh Rosen. Yeah. Um, and after one year, they cut bait. They traded the quarterback. They, they fired the coach. They brought in Cliff Kingsbury, and they drafted Kyle Murray. And you know what? That has worked well for that organization. I, I don't like it, but you know what? They cut bait and realized that that was not their guy, that Rosen was not the guy. They made a mistake, and they righted that mistake with the number one pick. And if Flores is the coach, and he's realizing, I'm I'm the brains of the operation. I'm the coach, right? I'm not a GM. I'm a coach. I can see what works and what doesn't work. If it's not the guy, you got to cut it for, for quicker. And let it fester on for a year or two. And what do you do, though, Steve? Do you, if you were to cut or cut, if you were to fire Greer, right? Mm -hmm. Now, in a perverse way, now all of a sudden Flores has now gotten more power, kind of like sucked in some of that and has that power similar to Bill O'Brien. If, if you try to avoid that, you say, you have a better control, a better reign on Greer, but you're going to have to find a coach that likes Tua. That's what you. That's what you have to find. 
Good luck trying to find a coach that's going to like Tua and his throwing motion and everything he doesn't bring to the table, right? Look, I'm not one to talk. The Jets lost to Miami twice, right? And so we lost twice to Tua. But at, at the end of the day, it's I look at him and his style of of play, and I just I don't see him as a, a big league starter, uh, NFL starter. I, I don't either. And, and the only thing I don't like that's coming out about blowing for us, people are saying, well, he's only 24 and 25 as a coach. You know, he inherited an awful football team, right? So it's a little deceiving, that that record. And and let's not – he started 1-7, and seven, finished 9-8. and eight. Yep. Okay? That is – when teams mail it in at 1-7 and seven because they got no hope, he got that team to play, and it was in the hunt for the playoffs, I, I think, up until the last week of the season. Yep. Right, they were in in the hunt up until week so, seventeen. You yep. want to talk about a phenomenal coaching job? That was that because if you look at all the coaches that are on on the hot seat when we didn't think Flores, well, outside of what I thought, right? If Nagy was able to turn around that second half of the season and and go and win eight of nine games, Nagy probably doesn't get fired. But he couldn't do it, right? But Brian Brian Flores is so hard to do. It's so hard. Wait, your boy was going to have to to make a, a a run in the playoffs before that. Yeah, but if you turn it around with a rookie quarterback in Justin Fields, right? Because that was a debacle. What happened with Justin Fields, right? He didn't want to play him. He got somebody in the office, whether it's Ryan Pace or somebody else in that front office, said you're playing Justin Fields. Who, by the way, is gone. Ryan Pace is gone as well, right? And so, I, I'm just saying. Let, let's say the Bears were. Um, one and seven at the time, and they weren't. But let's say they were one and seven, and he goes on a run and finishes nine and eight, doesn't make the playoffs. But all of a sudden, you see all this improvement with Justin Fields, and the team's going in the right direction. The ownership's going to say, you know what? Okay, with a rookie quarterback, it took some time to flush it out, and maybe his job is saved. But I'm just saying, with Brian first, he had a great second year, a really good second year, and he turned this season around. This man can coach. He's got a structure and a plan. He executes that plan, and somebody's going to get a heck of a head coach. Because I think the stories that are coming out is damage controlled by the Miami Dolphins. Oh, because sure. I think a lot of people are confused and puzzled why you would fire one of the up-and-coming bright NFL coaches in this league. It doesn't make any sense. And you mark my words, this will sit – which is happy. I'm happy about this. It's going to sit – yeah, going to set this franchise back. Because I if you know. think you can find good head coaches, it's not easy to find good head coaches. Okay, the Jets have cycled through some bad coaches, right? The Giants are in in heck in, in hell right now with coaches, right? Their third coach now in six years. They 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 fired three coaches in six years. Not so easy to find that next great coach. Somebody's going to get a great coach in Brian Flores. My personal take: I was thinking Jim Caldwell before firing of Brian Flores. I like Brian Flores in in Jacksonville, working with that young team. Here, here's where. No, no, because they got Trevor Lawrence. That's why he won't go there. Right. Plus, think about this. Flores is salty with the way things ended in Miami. I, not that I know the man has, has spoke to me, but at least I would be salty the way things ended after the last game there in Miami, right? I would be salty with the way that the ownership uh, sided with the GM who sided with a guy who I believe and I've expressed does not have the value to the right? I'm not going to go into a pre-made situation where I'm forced 
you go to Jacksonville, you're forced. Whether or not you like Trevor Lawrence or not, that's your guy. And that's not the guy you drafted. But right, but what if Brian Flores from a from a recruiting perspective, because he's three year coach sure. right in Miami, maybe he started looking at the tape and finding things that Trevor Lawrence that may, maybe he really did like in Trevor Lawrence and he could have said, Man, I, I, I would love to work with this guy. Too much to do there. Right? If I have my opportunity and I look at who's out there and who's available. So let's start. You, you yeah. have Miami. Can, can we back up one one thing for Jacksonville? Because it, it goes to the point, right? So he's got a young quarterback, second-year quarterback, good some good young pieces on that defensive side of the ball. I think they showed some promise there on the defense side of the ball, what, what they're capable of doing, on the, which is his bread and butter, and you have the number one overall pick. Now that, <laughs> that right? helps. So that, that's, that's what I wanted to add about going there. You have – a number one pick in the first round, the number one pick in the second round, right? So you got the first of everything of each round. So as you go on to uh, onto the other teams. But if you look at the teams, you have Miami, you have Jacksonville, obviously. Okay. Yeah. You have the Giants, right? You have the Chicago Bears. Hmm. Bears maybe, right? So maybe, yeah. maybe a little intriguing. You have Minnesota. Ding, 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 ding. Right. Well, you see, see, I think see, Chicago, because they have a good defense, Flying Flores is a defensive coach, so he's got a lot to work with, and a dynamic young quarterback in Justin Fields. So that is intriguing. Obviously, you got a higher draft pick, right? So you're in the top, you know, five, six picks or something like that. So that's intriguing there in Chicago. I'm sorry, you mentioned the Vikings. So Vikings. touch back on the Vikings. Well, and then we'll do the last one in Denver, right? Those are the ones right now that are over. And the Raiders, but Versace may, may hold on to that Raiders, right? Or it may go to Harvard. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know. But when I, when I look at and when I look at all the teams, and I hear you on Jacksonville, I wouldn't be as enamored with the number one pick because I'm going to get a top top five, top ten pick anyway. Right? I'm getting value with my first round pick because all these teams fired their coach, right? Then I look at well, what do what do they have to offer me, and what do I have bring? If I can convince whatever team I go to that needs a quarterback, there is a quarterback that is down in Houston that is in lockstep with me. That we know that this quarterback is an All Pro quarterback, and I'm going to be able to dangle a top ten pick to get this quarterback. So now I'm bringing him into the situation. So now I, now I again, looking through who needs a quarterback, Denver, Minnesota, right? Cousins, Cousins is tied to Zimmer, and, and so he's done. But now let me look at the situation. I can either throw to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, or I can throw to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thiel. I have Delvin Cook in the backfield. Yeah, Minnesota. And, and I'll have Deshaun Watson if I can get that. Right? It all has to come together. My offense is set. So now, to your point, I take my strongest asset, and I get a great coordinator for the offense, right? And then I go fix that defense. And the defense is already de- a decent defense. They just need a couple pieces. Of they they ruined that defense when they let certain players go because they got too cheap, and they 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 had some good pieces that that they let walk away that really helped the Minnesota Vikings become a really a top-notch team in the, in the NFC. And so they, they went down a peg. 
you know, that's an interesting point on the Vikings. I like that point on the Vikings. I, I really do. What what I don't think Denver's in the running. There if I'm if I'm Brian Flores, the Denver is in not turmoil, but the unknown with the new ownership and what that's going on. So now all of a sudden I'm hired by one person. And what if they change directions too quickly? Because we all know it, it doesn't work when a GM comes in and the head coach is already in place. It, it, it's tough. It is tough to do. And to win over that GM and, and have a true partnership because you're not the GM's person, right? So I, I would probably stay away from um, Denver because at least Minnesota, their Spielman is out and so is Zimmer. So they have a GM and coach they have to get. So the GM hires the coach. They're locked together. They make the trade for Watson, and then off you go running. Because right now, at Dalvin Cook's age, Adam Thielen is getting up in age. You have to. You can't start with a young quarterback that has no experience. You got to go after it now, and it's prime picking if the Vikings can pull off that trade for Deshaun Watson. If Houston comes down on their asking price of three number ones, I think it's a stretch. Now the man hasn't played in a year. Maybe that goes in favor of, of teams making that trade. Maybe Houston realizes, you know what? There was a nice that we tried to ask for it. We got denied. Let's come off our high horse. Maybe two number ones. And, and no disrespect to Tyrod Taylor. No, I love Tyrod. Well, Tyrod will always have a place in my heart. <laughs> Let me tell you, after the performance of the quarterbacks this year for the Houston Texans, yeah, I'll just take one number one. <laughs> we can move on and, and get a signal caller. Well, Mills, Mills didn't play awful for a rookie quarterback from a third round. He he didn't play awful. I mean, he had some good performance. I'm not saying he's a starter in the league. I'm I don't. I'm not saying that he's a top six quarterback. <laughs> but <laughs> so, I'm not saying that. But he showed that. He can sling the football. He, he he showed he had some good moments. He showed why he's a rookie. Um, yeah, Bert, give me a, a, like a, a sharp pain of a because it took me a second. It took me a second, and then when I heard it, then it just sped a shot right <laughs> my eye, and it's like resonating. Hey, this was for you, just like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it's like bringing back Hugh Jackson. Every once in a while, you got when you got to throw that in that top six, you throw it in uh, in the term. It's it's now ingrained in an official word sports history. The top six, right? Hugh Jackson is number one of all time phrases or names that we want to go with, and, and top six is probably right now number two. Um, but uh, I mean, Houston still got to figure out the quarterback. I'm not saying Mills is or isn't the quarterback of the choice, but you're right. I think they can get away with making a trade for two number ones. I think Houston should take that and be happy that they got two number ones uh, for, for Deshaun Watson. And at the end of the day, you got to put this Deshaun Watson distraction behind your organization and build something. You do. You do. Right? Because it, it ruined – it tanked the whole season for the Texans and their fans. Ruined yep. the whole season. Right? Yep. So you had a lost season because of, of Deshaun Watson. So uh, move on. Make the trade. Get Deshaun Watson out of the AFC. Get him to the NFC. Um, and I'm all for that. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, DVD, uh, you know, there's a lot that was going on in week 18. Just a busy, busy, busy week. One of the crazier things is the whole T.J. Watt situation. 
Are you familiar with that one? Well, the 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 non sack on the strip. Yeah. Yeah. I I turned to Richard when that play happened, and the announcer said that that's a sack. I turned to Richard and said that's not a sack. That is a fumbled snap that now turns into a running play because it never got a chance to be a running uh, a passing play because he caught the ball off the ground and went immediately to kind of make a like a run gesture. He never set up to make a throw. So I agreed with the non-call in my view. I, yeah. I agreed with it because I literally went to him and said, that is not a sack. And these guys kept saying it's a sack. I'm like – and then they were saying, well, is he going to get the call because it's an away team and they won't give him the call? And I'm like, it has nothing to do with the call. It was a bad snap in the ground. The quarterback never made a quarterback move that he was going to throw the football. So, in my view, it was a run play, almost like a um, wildcat play at that point. Sure, sure. And, and wildcat play is not a sack if you if you if you tackle the the quarterback on, on a on a wildcat play. It's just a it's a run for you no. Know, so Elias Elias has come back because uh, Tomlin sent for an appeal and faster than. Roger Goodell and, and his nonsense up there, Elias came back. Oh, I didn't hear this. Yes. And Elias made a verdict on the play. The call on the field stands. And that's the right call. Although it bothers me that Strahan still is part of that record. Or, or hold on. Is it the call on the field is confirmed? That's yes. It is. Confirmed. Not, not stands because that means we didn't have enough evidence. Did they say why why they confirmed the, the ruling on the field? That I, 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 didn't, I didn't even know they went to Elias. I, I didn't see all the details to it, uh, but it, it's all exactly what you said, right? So you had the quarterback that was out of shotgun. That was Hundley. Out of shotgun. Bad snap. The bad snap, in turn, goes to the ground, and then your next step, as you're, get, as you're getting tackled and stripped, right, but your next step is in a running motion. It wasn't anything uh, decisive to show that it was a pass. Thus, you know, now here's, here's a question. Huntley is more of a throw first than Lamar, but he's also a mobile quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's, let's just play the what if. What if that's Dan Marino sitting in the pocket where we know Dan is not going to run? What if it's Peyton Manning where we know Peyton's not going to run? Do you have a different outlook on that Yes, I, I do because if you catch the ball on the ground and you go back like you're you're reading through your progression, I, I think absolutely. Well, no, no, I'm saying you're not. You don't even get to that point, right? You drop the the ball, fumble the snap, you pick it up, and as you pick it up, it's being stripped from you by by TJ Watt. So they don't know. But no, then, then it's the, it should be the same call. Then it should it, it shouldn't matter. I you know when I watch the play. I thought he had time before Watt got there, and he made a move to be a running back instead of making a move to be a thrower. I, I guess I would have to see the replay of it again. I, what I recall on my head, he got the ball off the ground. He decided to take a couple of steps as a running back, but T.J. Watt had all that momentum, and then he sacked the quarterback. I'm not saying that he could have went back and made a football move to be a quarterback. Um, but I don't, I don't think – I think just knowing T.J. Watt, maybe he had a sense that the pressure was coming, so I'm just going to get the football and try and make a run. But the speed of Watt coming off that side, he just yeah. didn't have a chance, right? Yeah. So I think it's the, the right call, absolutely the right call. I, I do too. I do too. And 
it was one of many plays. Again, a very interesting game, right? We have these winning your in scenarios or winning I need a whole lot of help type scenarios, and this was a winning your or this was a losing your out scenario for the Ravens. And um, one thing I will say, where was Lamar? Yeah, um, sick again. Um, right. Where's, where's Lamar, Steve? Um, he's probably, I don't know why he's not texting us right now. Well, I'm kind of disappointed. Oh, you mean Lamar Jackson? Yeah. Not our Lamar, <laughs> not SLT. I thought you were talking about SLT there for a second. Uh, hey, Jerry, how are you? Hey, Terry. Uh, what, the question is, where is Lamar, right? And, and I'm yeah. saying that where it's week 18, you have got to win. Huntley, yes, has played well. Don't get me wrong, right? But you're supposed to be, hey, you're the Pro Bowl quarterback. Josh Allen isn't in the Pro Bowl because Lamar Jackson is. Lamar, you mean, you mean, Josh Allen didn't even make a Pro Bowl? No. Second all two. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson, it, it's Herbert uh, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Chew on that. A guy that hasn't even played half the season because, A, he wasn't vaxxed, and then COVID, and then something else. And, you know, he's played in like six games. But he goes over Josh, who's setting records left and right. I digress. Where is Lamar? Well, I, 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 can't, I can't kill Lamar because I don't have enough information on how sick he is, right? From a protection of, of, of player – Maybe he's really sick, and and the team is not really telling the public what's really going on for his own protection. So I, I it's hard for me to comment because Lamar is a professional athlete. He wants to be out there and playing. He doesn't want to be out there. He doesn't want to have an opportunity where he wants to cash in and make money to let Hundley take his spot. I, so I really think if he was out, he was out for for a reason. Now, could he have done things differently to prepare his body not to be sick? Or, or I don't, I don't, I don't know. But I'm, I just don't want to kill him because I don't know. Not sick. It's not sick or an ailment. It's an ankle injury. Oh, okay. So I mean, he... put some tape on his ankle and let's go. Shoot him up. Hey, Arians wanted AB in there for the ankle. Let's go. Right. Honestly, honestly, what's great about this, and I don't mind Lamar sitting out. John Harbaugh, for me. I'm not. I've been becoming less of a fan of him over these last five five years or so. I, I used to think he was really good, and each year it's been coming down. And this year, I am excited that they didn't make the playoffs because I, I believe what to, for me to believe is his coaching gaffes robbed his players of an opportunity to be in the playoffs. And I and I solely put it on John Harbaugh for his team not making the playoffs. Two point conversion. Right? You don't even give your, chance, your team a chance did twice. twice. Did it twice. Yeah, twice. I agree. Yeah. I agree. No, I, I, I just feel a certain way, and I'm not a Lamar fan. I am not. And, and it really just burns me when I see that uh, Lamar got into the Pro Bowl and Josh did, uh, you know, fan, fandom aside. I mean, numbers speak for themselves. Right. Performance speaks for itself. Uh, but, you know, you, you want to have this, you want to have this moniker that you are, you know, an all pro, that you're an MVP, that you're this. 
your team needs you in the biggest moment, right? You've already set out three consecutive weeks. Either A, the, the Ravens should have put him on injured reserve and done with it, or if he's not, we all know the game. We all know it. And at least go out there in that first half, give me a little Willis Reed, right? Show me that, that you could do something. And quite maybe that changes. But you you sat out. And I'm, I'm not trying to, to, to really go at Lamar and, you know, for a guy to hurt himself even more. But if you are that badly hurt, then go on IR, right? I don't know. It, it's, it's just a bad look for me. But – but Big Ben, but I mean, Big Ben, I mean, you can tell, man, he, he's not very good, but I have to give him his credit when it was on the line at the end of the game, he got it done. And and he's the king of the five-yard drag. I mean, he was killing it. Let me tell you, did you see that little out that he threw at like the three-yard line? And it was like. 10 yards out of bounds. I was like, oh, my God, dude. Richard's like, man, that was a horrible throw. I'm like, oh, he's got the glove on his hand. He just, he just, it was so bad. I was trying to defend Ben. It was so bad. But I I give him credit. He got his team down there. Somehow they scored the touchdown, and they pulled it out in overtime, and, you know, he, he lives to play another week. And we had the 425 start, and I'm dying. I am dying because I'm like, oh, what's going to happen, right? And I'm rooting for Pittsburgh. Not that I like Pittsburgh, but I just like to see all the juiciness, right, that could take place. And if Pittsburgh won, oh, we're going to potentially have some juiciness, right? And so Pittsburgh wins, and, and, you know, euphoria comes over me, right? Like, all right, let's see what happens Sunday night. So, CBD, let's go to Sunday night. (laughs) Now, I have to admit, and I'm going to own it, because I was probably going to get called out anyway. I really went to sleep around halftime, right? So yeah, I, I didn't stay up to see the game, so I had to watch the replay but when of, you went of the to game. Sleep, when you went yeah. to sleep, the Raiders were killing it. Yeah. I'm like, I, I mean, over. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was uh, like a 15 or 17 point. I think it was like 29-12 or something, some, or 29-14 or something when I when I went to sleep. Or so, I don't know. some crazy score. And I'm like, ah, oh, this game's over. There you go, baby. You got to turn around. We got to see the other thing on the other side. We didn't. We didn't see it. Oh, there, there you go. No, there, there you go. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went to bed. I'm like, all right. Raiders in. Chargers out. All's good. Next thing I know, I wake up early in the morning and hey, I look hey, at my phone. See, this, this is for the teams that can't be with us today. For a long time. <laughs> There's none left. There's none left. <laughs> I'm not. There's there's nothing nothing it's like our season. Um, and I and I wake up and I'm like, I see your messages. I'm like, what in the world happened? So then I had to catch you really. I'm like, what in the world happened? And then uh, I catch up and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So you you, you watched it. You got to really set it up because you watched it live. I, I, I didn't watch the whole thing, right? Oh. So I saw at halftime the Raiders are up. Well, I, I have my Sunday evening watching that I need to take care of, right? Plus some other activities, so I kind of figured. I was like, "Wow, how did Sandy or how did how did Los Angeles blow this? Right? How, how did this happen?" And I'm just like, so "Let me turn back and see what's going." On. Oh, wait a minute, we got ourselves a game, right? So, but then I'm like, "Ah, oh, there's not enough time, right? There's no way they're going to come back." And you know how they pan to the sideline. 
you see one sideliner, helmets in the air, right, smiles, guys high-fiving, right? See the other sideliner, right, just like this, right? And just have this look of, I can't believe it happened. Except for this quarterback, who Chris Greer did not draft down in Miami. Thank you, Chris Greer. You need to retain yourself with a lifetime contract because he opted to pass on Justin Herbert and let's go with Tua Tunga Vailoa. Thank you very much. Brian Flores would still be there. Uh, oh, hey, Sean. I uh, don't know on that one yet. Don't know. You know, there's a lot to that, you know, superstitions, jinxes, all of that. I, I'll, I'll have to think about that. Plus, it's an exhibition game. So, you know, and Sean, by, by the way, we do not call that uh, that two-word term. We call it an exhibition game. I'll have to bring you up to speed as to why we call it an exhibition. Anyways, I digress. So then I go back and I'm watching, like, you know, you see Herbert, he's just, like, got this laser-locked focus, right? I'm like, wow, right? But I got to go back to my show, right? And so I'm trying to go flip back and forth. When I come back, Herbert has just thrown the touchdown, and they got the two-point conversion. To make it 29-22. Yes. Okay. So, yep. uh, yeah, right. So that, But, no, I come back, and it's a tie game. And we're at, we're at midfield for the – all right, so you come back at 29-29 yes. with under like three minutes to go in the game or something. Well, I think 29-29, and it is now they're at midfield doing the coin toss. Oh, for okay, overtime, okay, okay. And I'm like, oh, there's no way. And now I'm thinking to myself, is now I start sending stuff out uh, through through uh, our, our IG and all that. I'm like, wait, hate to be Pittsburgh in this situation, right? Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Steelers – you know, when they saw the Raiders go up, the Steelers were like, we're in. They yep. did this, you know. They had the video of them dancing, you know, which was earlier in the locker room. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know, there's a party going on there in Pittsburgh. And now 29-29, they have to be thinking, it's the doomsday scenario, right? Nobody expected a tie. So I'm watching this, and I watch the Raiders go down the field. You know, they stall out. Carlson kicks the field goal. And I'm like, oh, that's dangerous. In my mind, that's dangerous thinking that Herbert's going to come down and just drive him down for the touchdown. Game's over, right? And I think that probably is what Pittsburgh is thinking, that, oh, thank goodness, we're good, right? However, the Chargers stall out, right? They stall out, and, and, and they have to kick the field goal. So now we're tied. Now it's like four minutes to go in the game. Four minutes, right? Pittsburgh has got to be sitting there. Like, I, I can't believe – what I'm seeing, right? What, 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 it, what was the guy, uh, Jack Buck? I can't believe what I just saw or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jack Buck, right? They're saying the same thing. I can't believe this. So now the Raiders get the ball, and you watch them drive, and they're just chewing up the clock. And you know, Pittsburgh is like, come on, come on, give me. You, you know how you sit at home, right? We're watching our team. You're like, I need a turnover. Just give me a turnover. Come on, come on, right? And we're kind of calling it out because we're willing to this to happen, but it's not working for Pittsburgh, right? This is not working. And you just see the Raiders just drive, methodically drive. Then you get to a certain point, and they're looking at the clock. There's 40 seconds to go, right? Jacobs has run a couple times just into the line of scrimmage, hasn't done anything. And then Brandon Steely decides to make another one of his beautiful coaching decisions. 
right? He's going to call timeout, right, to try to save time on the clock so Herbert could have a Hail Mary maybe? I guess that's what he's thinking. For I what? Think, Ty, you're in. Well, well, not only that, you're not getting the ball back, right? If he kicks the field goal, you're not getting it back. So why, why are you saving it? Right, each team. Oh, you thought he called a timeout. I was thinking, what if they punted the football? He has time. He, he's maybe, saying, maybe that. But there's 40 seconds. If you read the clock, I, right. so I don't know. I can't figure it. But then all of a sudden it's third down, and the Raiders said, uh, no, let's, let's reevaluate that play call. They come to the sideline, and Basachi is just kind of looking across the field at, at, at Brandon Staley. It's just like, you know what? You just screwed yourself. And they called the perfect running play, right? Right, but but I don't think I don't think Pisaccia, the Italian stallion, I don't think he really thought that Jacobs was going to go off of that run to put him in a spot to get a field goal. I really think he was just running. I don't agree with that. Because, well, that's not what he, but you heard his play, his press conference, right? Well, I did hear his, but I don't buy into that because they changed the play call. If they really wanted to just end in a tie, they would have run. You take well, it well, you can't do that because then that looks bad, <laughs> right? But you would have you would have called the same play you did on first and second down, right? Which was twenty eight ISO, <laughs> just go right in the right. middle and, and be done with it. Two hands on the ball was just all his egg. Instead, they did this pulling zone blocking off tackle that created this hole that was like this big. Right, and Jacobs gets through there, and he goes for like eleven yards, puts Carlson in field goal range, and now they just let the clock go down. Tick, 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 right, goes down to two seconds. At any time, Brandon Stanley to call a timeout. It's now freeze the kicker. What, right. are, you, what are you doing? Not the freeze that the kicker is going to work, but you called a dumb timeout before. Now you got one left. Now you call. He doesn't call it. And it's good. If Pittsburgh is safe, crazy, crazy, absolute crazy. You know, I think the Spanos family can cannot hire a coach that knows how to clock manage, time manage, and <laughs> is that unbelievable? They got rid of Anthony Lynn because he had problems, and they bring in the next coach, and he has multiple gaffes. Yeah, let's talk about him for a minute. Uh, you know, and, and then we're gonna. We'll, we'll segue into to the, the playoff tree real quick. Let's talk about him for a minute. You, you have this new thing coming across sports called analytics, right? right? Everybody is relying on the computer to do their job for them, right? They said robots robots were going to take over uh, the world. Well, you know, they're, they're using analytics, and we've seen it from baseball. I, I lamented about Kevin Cash and the way that he handled that in the World Series game. Uh, we see this in basketball where, you know, the computer is managing the minutes to say how, how long and how fresh a player can be. We've seen it in hockey. We've seen it in football. At the end of the day, will somebody stop with this nonsense, with this win percentage stat that they like to throw? If you run the ball, your win percentage is going to be 64%. If you pass the ball, it's going to be 100%. No, it's not, right? It's what happens right in here, right? As a coach, you have to go by what's in your gut, what's in your mind, right? What's the feel? What's going on on the field so that you know exactly? Because the computer doesn't know, right, that the left tackle 
may have sprained his ankle, right? It's not bad enough, right? But he has a sprained ankle, which means that I may not be able to run my power game to my left. Or he may not know that the corner over there was just out for concussion protocol on his back end, right? That's the feel. That's where your coaches are in the box that are able to tell you, hey, we need to take advantage of this matchup. Let's move Diggs in motion so that now he's lined up to this guy that just came in as cold. Peter's not going to tell you that. There's also some things that is just common sense, and I don't want to hear about analytics. Brandon Staley, the Chargers got the ball after a Raider punt, got the ball right around their eight. Their eight, right? They had 92 yards to go. They ended up getting nine of the ten yards, right? Hey, there's Joe. What's going on, Joe? Jet fan, we talked about your Jets in 53, the number 53. Go ahead, Stevie. <laughs> yeah, because today is the anniversary of the Jets Super Bowl victory, 53 years ago. So there our, you team, go. our, our team's got the trophy, right? Right, Joe? Exhibition game. But, but anyways, you, you get nine yards. You have one yard to go, right? That's all we're talking. You've got yep. one yard to go. What's but the old I, saying? Before you come up with that, what's the old saying? If you, don't, if you can't get a yard in this league – but if you don't, if you can't get a yard in this league, ah. you know, a, lot, a yard in this game, you don't deserve to win the game. But but this doesn't apply here because I know because there's a time and place for it. <laughs> you're at your own what your own seventeen. You have to. Get ah. So any other team, any other coach would say, you know what? Let's go ahead and punt. Let's rely on our defense. No, not Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley says, hey, I don't care if we're inside our own red zone, right? We're going to go for it. And sure enough, what happened? Raiders stop them cold. Stop them cold. Now, the Raiders are garbage. No disrespect. Oh, there's, here, here it is. This is the, the, the Jet anthem. One day we will again. One day. That, yes, sir. One day. But you, you know what's funny? It's coming from the team that doesn't have one. That's so the that, funny that, part. You know, I, I, I got four AFC championships. I just needed that fifth one, which I was telling somebody earlier today. We were talking about, you know, in 88, mm -hmm. talking about 87, but I digress. No, let's stay, let's stay focused on Brady Steele, right? Because that gap, that play call, analytics ruined it for the Chargers. Because, yes, the Raiders could not convert that to a touchdown, but sure enough, they converted that to a field goal. You, you don't allow that. We never get to overtime. The Raiders are at home. The Steelers are in. And you're in. It's the, it's this analytics nonsense. It's garbage. So, all right, Stevie D. All right. We we haven't done any picks. Nope. But it is time for us to actually take a look at the brackets. The brackets have been set. Right. This is like that that Sunday when they announced for you know the NCAA tournament. You know, you get your brackets, and we got our number one seeds. It's the bracket. I, 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 I can't see the bracket. You can't see the bracket? I can't see the bracket. There we go. There's the bracket. So you have your number one seed. Wait a minute. This is not the bracket. Where are the Jets? <laughs> There's another bracket that's called the draft bracket. Oh, that's what it was. My bad. My bad. I, I thought we were doing the draft bracket. Okay. <laughs> and definitely the Jets are there. So you have the number one seed with the Titans and with the Packers. Right, your Packers are a foregone conclusion. The Titans, it came a little close, right? Uh, for the Titans, 
they had the win, which, you know, they helped serve. They did what they were supposed to do. And they did it without Derrick Henry, right? That, that has to be, if anybody from the AFC is concerned about anything, that's the one to be concerned about. Because their horse, Derrick Henry, has been sidelined, and they still were able to hold serve and get that number one seed, right? Again, a failed Josh Allen QB sneak could be talking a completely different situation. But coming in for this super wild card, right, which I don't like. Let me, let me be the first to say yeah. I do not like this. Uh, I am the traditionalist. I do like the top two teams getting a bye. I do like the, the bottom four having to battle it out. I, as a Bills fan, we'd still be playing uh, this weekend, but I digress. So you have the Chiefs and the Steelers. Is there a way that the Steelers can can do anything here? I yes. Yes. Really? Yeah. You know why? Any, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Weather could be a factor. Um, an injury could happen. Um, just a little bit of sloppy play gives a team hope. Um, do I think the Steelers are going to win this game? No. But, you know, I, I again, it's, you know, sometimes it, it is about the Jets. And I, I go back to, you know, 2010, and the Jets get blown out six, six earlier against the Patriots, 45-3. to three. And then they go to Foxborough and win a game on the road, right, and really dominate the Patriots in that game. I, it, it can happen. And, and the Steelers got blown out. And now the Jets are up. On paper, that year we're eleven and five. They're a little bit better football team than the Steelers are this year. But you know, it's an old saying: any given on given Sunday. But do I think the Steelers are going to win? No, but I don't want to say that there's not a chance. Oh, you're hedging your bet. I'll say it: there's not a chance. There's not a chance because because all I know is that the folks here in Kansas City, if you lose to Pittsburgh, oh boy, you don't want to come talking to me on come Monday. Well, you you take a look at this. Just as the simple fact, the mere fact, Roethlisberger, he's done, right? He's old, <laughs> showing his age. He's good for maybe two or three throws in a game, and that's it, right? Everything else is is short, right? He's definitely, like I said, the king of the five-yard drag, right? And even at that, you know, to your point, he was a little off. You know, just the accuracy is gone. Yeah. When you have Najee Harris who got banged up, right? And if I was going to give the Chiefs anything, their defense is playing so much better than yeah. it was early on. The trade for Mel- Melvin Ingram changed the whole dynamics of that defense and allowed Chris Jones to go back in the middle where he dominates, and it's yeah. been How totally different. is that? Where was Melvin Ingram when he got In there? Pittsburgh. That's and he right. knows all the secrets, right? So in um, all seriousness, I, I think the Chiefs have a chance to, to – to duplicate that 33-3 to whipping of the Steelers that they had earlier in the year. I, I definitely think that's a game that they're going to do that. I, I just – all the points you said. Ben is the key. He can't throw. He can't. He just can't throw. I, I just can't do it. Hey, you're absolutely right, Joe. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't even know – I, I don't know. I, I just I don't see Roth. He doesn't have it in him to to be able to make those throws. He just doesn't. So it's BVD. Uh, we move away. We have the Bengals and the Raiders, which will be interesting because can Jamar Chase go for two hundred again? 
Uh, 200's a hard number to get to. I mean, that's a hard number. I mean, I know he had 266 against the Chiefs, um, but I, that's a hard number to get in a playoff game. I don't know if he'll get 200. Yeah, so I think 200 is is, is too lofty, especially because they do have complementary wide receivers over there, right? It's not like it's a one-man show. Uh, just that Raiders secondary needs a lot of help. They need a lot of help, and I could see Burrow – uh, going to Chase or, or going to any one of the other guys there. I can see that opening it up for Mixon. I, I see the Bengals going right through the Raiders. In that one. You know, I, I, I am rooting for the Raiders because I want the Italian coach to get the job. Again, it's all about the heritage, and, and I want Passaccia to get that opportunity. Um, and uh, so I, I'm going Raiders. Come on, Rich Passaccia. So then we have the 3-6 matchup, which I don't mind this one at all. And I'll tell you why I don't mind it. it yeah, you got a rookie quarterback in a playoff game. Well, that, that helps. But you have all of the uh, the demons that you're trying to uh, get rid of, right? And you've done it. You've done it level by level, inch by inch. Yes, we had uh, the game that we should have won at home with the weather. By the way, going to be one degree. I, I couldn't even say degrees, right? You know, normally it's 20 degrees or 30 degrees, one degree. That That is it. Uh, but the fact, if you can get to Belichick and you take them out in the playoffs, doesn't matter if it's wild card, divisional championship, it is the playoffs. You take them out. And this is your prime for this opportunity, right? You're, you're virtually healthy along the way. So, I, I have Buffalo on this one. How about you? You know I'm not taking New England. There's no way I'm taking New England. There's no way. I, I had you guys in the Super Bowl. I'm ride or die with your boys there, and I, I'm going to stick with my pick of the Buffalo Bills going to the Super Bowl. So I got Buffalo. You know, anything that you said outside of Buffalo would have been. <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm very happy with your selection yeah. there, Stevie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, if we go to the other side, I, I really want to, to, to give James some love here and, and pull the upset. Not going to happen. This is a winnable game. This is a winnable game for the Eagles. I'm going upset. I'm taking the Eagles in the upset. I think the Bucks. they're injured. Um, I think this whole Antonio Brown distraction – um, and I, I'm, I'm taking the, now, they hung almost a half a hundred last week. Now, now but, but I got a question and if Jay's not on, if the Eagles are healthy and I don't know if they lost anybody to COVID. I, so I don't know about that. If they're, if they got their horses on defense, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the Eagles on the upset, but if they're banged up and I, I don't know if they are, I thought I saw something with some, something came through on some names. Fletcher Cox and somebody else. If they're not, if they don't have their big boys on defense, then the Bucks are going to win. But I, I'm I'm going to say Eagles in the upset. That's going to be the upset of the weekend, right there. Eagles over the Bucks. All right, all right. That's uh, for you, Jay. That's for you. Because if my green team can't be in, I'm picking a team in green, baby. All right, Cowboys 49ers. Cowboys. Yeah. I don't know why I'm taking the Cowboys, but yeah, exactly. I'm going against the Italian. I don't like this. I don't like right. going against my Italian quarterback. 
You, you, you don't have too many of them in the Micah Parsons and CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper and, you know, Dak. And Dak played out. Played out. Oh, hey, there, there's some 49er love for you. Joe with the 49ers will win the game. Yeah. Don't see that happening. Uh, yeah, I got the Cowboys on that one as well. And then the last one that we have is the Rams and the Cardinals. Now, I'm going to tell you, CBD, I do not like the Cardinals at all. At all. I, I tell you, Kyler Murray, I call him Mighty Mouse, right? And, and just, you know, that, that's all he does, right? He just runs around like Mighty Mouse. And I, I look at that team, and the thing that they have going for them is Connor, right? You're without D Hop. Christian Kirk is kind of dumping stuff, but. Um, Wait, did, did they rule Hobb out? I thought there was some news on him. Did they rule him out for this week? I didn't hear that he was back this week. I heard divisional, but it may it may change. They're going to need him. They're yeah. going to need him. But at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you one thing. I'm going to Is that Adam you. Schefter again? You, you hear him. He, he's, hot, he's hot on the line. Um, I don't like the Rams getting past this game. Even though I am I, not, I am not a Matthew Stafford guy. I think he's overrated. I think he's been had an overrated season. He's been too hot and cold, and uh, I don't think he gets it done. I'll, I'm taking the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals. That's, 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 it's a four-five matchup, but I'm taking, I'm taking the the Cardinals. Taking that upset. So, Stafford's got to show me something because he's been too cold of late. Uh, but you know what's interesting about that board that that you brought up, right? What's interesting this year in the league. And I think you touched on it a few weeks ago about parody. I, I don't have this number in front of me, the statistic, but once the last time you've seen, and I know it's a 17 game season, 12 and five or 11, 11 and five team be the top. Cause right. We have 12 and five and we have 13 and four. When's the last time you've seen a, a conference, the top seed with five losses to being the number one seed. When's the last time you've seen that? Yeah. I mean, well, you that's – uh, you, you got an extra game, so is that extra loss? Does that make it a four four loss? That's what I'm, well, I'm saying. Is it 12-4 and four, or is it 11-5, and five, right? But, but it's just when you think about it, just to see the fifth loss there, because it, it, those – Titans won on the last week, right? So they were – I would consider them 11-5 because they won the last week, right? So they already had five losses going into the last game of the year. And so it's just interesting to see – a, a top seeded team with five losses, um, and I mean, even in the even in the other conference, the Packers had four, right? So, but they lost their last game of the year to the Dan Campbell. I guess. You want kneecaps. Yeah, well, he didn't want the Packers didn't want to lose any kneecaps going into the playoffs, so they said, "Well, we'll we'll, we'll let Detroit win that game." And I, I don't think they played the win anyway because I think they had the one seed locked up. Was that right? Well, they, had no, no, they, they they didn't play all the series, but they played hard because uh, they okay. came back in that game. But uh, speaking of Campbell, I like what he did there in Detroit, right? I do, too. Hang out of equated to the wins and losses that you wanted to see. Uh, but I, I, they kind of got over that first step, that first hurdle, right? You, you have to know how to maybe be competitive and turn that competitiveness to being able to get victories, right? Then you're going to have to learn how to string those victories together in order to have that winning season. And then you got to keep stair-stepping. But he made the first one. He, They were competitive in a lot of games. They had a lot of heartbreak. They probably had three, maybe four heartbreak games. 
yes. where they could have said you could have won six to seven games this year on yes. because of the heartbreaks, right? And look, bad teams find a way to lose, but, that, but you that, know what? That's how you learn, right? That's, right, that's right. Take that next step. Yes. They got to change the quarterback. He is not the answer there. I don't know when. That, that is your guy. I don't know why you say it unless you want him in New York. That That's your guy. You have been a fan of his since he was with the Rams. Let me tell you something. That guy should never have been drafted. He went to Cali. Oh, yeah. I don't, and you know me, I'm not a college football guy. But coming out of the University of California, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. No. Garbage, garbage, garbage. Didn't like him. I, uh, no. So I don't know if you keep golf from a stopgap until you find – because this draft is not the draft to go get your quarterback. So I don't I don't know how they're going to – they're not going to solve their quarterback woes this offseason. So you you hang on for one more year. and But, again, if you're Dan Campbell, you don't want a, another bad season. I just I just don't believe in Jared Goff. I'm sorry. I just think he's garbage. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. So I got, you know, and uh, Dimitri, if you, if you are watching the podcast, definitely I appreciate the tweet. And I know we're getting ready to break, uh, but former longtime Broncos starting linebacker, DJ Williams. Remember DJ Williams with the Broncos? Don't, don't give me the bad news. No. Opened up about the Josh McDaniels era in Denver on the I Am Athlete podcast. We started 6-0. We lose to San Francisco. Our film guy got caught filming their practice. We was cheap. Comes from DJ Williams, former Bronco. Now, you already know. <laughs> you already know. Hmm, where did he come from? You already know. You was that Dimitri that, that tweeted you that? Yeah. Nice, nice yeah, job. Appreciate that, Dimitri. Yeah, you, you already know. So, again, <laughs> I don't know how to end the podcast with that one. Uh, coming in at the wire. Just crazy. It, it's crazy. But, uh, you know, again, thank you to everybody uh, that, that joined us tonight. Um, thank you for, Dimitri, for the, the, the tweets and, you know, definitely all the feedback that we get. A lot, a lot of people that are chiming in, and you know, appreciate the love. Appreciate uh, those that you know are being a little uh, interactive with us, and we enjoy it. Keep it, keep it coming. Um, it, it's now what I so today's Wednesday, Thursday. So I have approximately 24 hours uh, before I need to go into seclusion. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't Skype me. Don't knock on the door. Don't come running over my lawn. None of that, right? I, I will need to be in seclusion for 24 hours as I lead up into that. I have a routine that I'll need to complete. And definitely do not call at 8.15. So, oh, yeah. Um, what is the food of choice for the game? It's a good question. It's a good question. Being down here in Tampa, I'm suffering from these just horrible chain chicken wing eateries, right? That I like to get on takeout. I thought you had a, I thought you had an anchor bar down there. Yeah, no, that that's not real anchor bar. 
okay. that commercial franchise just coming up and open up a slap down here. So I've been going to these different places and they can't get it right. One week you're like, oh, this is perfect, right? And it all depends who's the cook back there, right? Next guy, I mean, it doesn't, it's been horrible. So I want to do wings. I have to do wings because I've been in a good stretch of doing wings and having a victim. So, I mean, I, to answer your question, it's going to be wings, right? <laughs> I, I, I have to keep that going. I just don't know where I'm going to get it. And um, So, Beefs is no good. Wing House is no good. Hooters is no good. Your anchor bar place is no good. So where where's the 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 hole in the wall place is, that there is none. there is none. I, no prime time wings. Come on, I used to be on spot back in the day. I I might have to make that try, but then I come back and I'm cold. Oh, right? you can't leave. You can't. You you can't. You got to watch the game at home. Well, no. I mean, I'd have to leave the house at like seven o'clock. Get there by seven thirty. Pick those up. Get gotcha. back such a time. Ah, listen. Right, anything, well, right, cause anything could happen, right? And no, 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 no. There, you can't take that chance. I'll, I'll be walking. They'll be like Uber Eats. Come on, what about Uber Eats or something? DoorDash or something? Could be a Patriot fan opening up my bag. Sabotage. Yeah, absolutely. Knowing that I, you and know, the Patriots are known to do that. Just like they're known to watch videotape, they're probably watching the podcast right now, and the guys just like, oh, I got this order, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm on. So yeah, that's that. We'll do that, and then uh, yeah, I'm just giving getting the warning out early. You know, don't get your feelings hurt, right? If I don't answer that call, don't get your feelings hurt, right? If I don't return that text, don't get your feelings. Yeah, I, 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 I. The only way I would text you if there was if it was a laugher, or you would have to initiate a text with me. That's that would be the only way. Right. You wait for it, and then once you get yeah. then okay, then yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe go golf on Saturday, try to clear the mind, right? You know, just kind of relax, you know, get focused, right. get, get the earbuds in, you know, just kind of zone out, you know, do those things. What happens – but now do you go and play golf with people that you generally don't play golf with? Like maybe you go with somebody and then you pick up another twosome that comes with goes with you out on the course? Yeah, you typically go and and whoever you go with, you you're all partnered together. No no outsiders. Usually that's what it is. Especially okay, I was going to say because what happens if you get an outsider, and he's running his mouth about football and just mm, do you just walk, do you just drive the the cars and say you know what I'm skipping a hole. See ya. I'm done. I'm driving. I'm out. Quick story. Long time ago, and not that I have games, right? But a long time ago when I didn't have any. Game, and I had no idea. If I hit the ball, I had no clue where it was going. Short, long, left, right, had no clue. If it landed on the green, that was a miracle. Well, anyways, I'm playing with this one guy. Being just a real ass, right? So they decide, and I, I have, I, I'm with my approach, after my drive, my approach, and it wasn't that far. But they decided they were just going to drive the golf cart and go towards the green and not follow the etiquette and, and wait for it. Right, so they go and they get behind the green. The guy's just a jerk. And I'm talking to the guy I'm with, and it's just like this guy's such a clown, right? Not on purpose, but I hit one of my best shots of my life, especially back then. It was high, it was far, right? And it's coming down, and it was too far. It actually went over the green, right? But not that far over the green. It came down, perfect shot, 
nails the guy right in the elbow. Perfect shot. He was done. Did he done. did he say did he say anything? Oh, he was all upset. Well, why are you upset? A, you shouldn't have been that far. B, who would? And I called. I called. Uh, maybe I did. Maybe I. Was <laughs> <laughs> so far, far ago. I don't know if I did or not. I just know that it was the perfect shot. I mean, it had. First of all, I have no clue where it's going, and I wasn't aiming. I was just aiming to get on the green. But it went over just enough to where it got to the cart path on the backside. It went just enough to get past the cart, because it went over the cart and drops down. It could have hit any part of the plastic and ricocheted anywhere. It right. came down and hit him right in the elbow. But, you know, and I didn't even, I know we didn't call for it, because I didn't expect it to go that far, right? And so then you see him, he's just all mad. We come around, and as we come around, he's like, oh, my elbow, my elbow. And... In my mind, I'm thinking, it serves you right. It serves you right. That's karma coming back. So, yeah, if somebody was out there, I'm a little bit better now, DVD. I, I, not that I could call my shot, because if I tried to call it, who knows where it would go, right? I'd probably go backwards. But I, I can call it. Yeah, I may have uh, if you If you guys make the Super Bowl, maybe I'll have to um... – Talk to the missus about coming down to Tampa and watching the Super Bowl with you, and then we do some golf or something. All right. And then first, we, of all, first of all, it is an exhibition game. Yeah, I, I saw, I saw you. Second of all, absolutely not. You're not going to get in my routine and try to mess up my routine. This is that you can you can stay right there in the heartland of America. Now, if you want to meet me in Buffalo. <laughs> For the parade. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Wait a minute. So, well, I, well, I can have the warmth of Tampa, Florida, get some golf in, see my boy down there. No. I'm going to go up to Buffalo and, in and minus degree weather in Buffalo country oh, and meet my boy. Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Think about this. Think about this. We go to Buffalo. Yeah. We get Lamar. We bring the podcasting gear, and we kick <laughs> off OW Sports after dark. No, oh, no, uh, I'm not getting divorced. Oh no, oh no, no, oh no, no, no. I like my marriage too much. That's you it. Could, you guys can get me right. You can be VSL. You know what I mean? Okay. VSL, like the guys in the corner. So you can be there still in your green background. And then we get. I mean, really, we just turn the show over to Lamar. Is what we do. Yeah. You know, let him go. All right, enough of that. So uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. CBD, it was a fun one. Uh, and uh, we'll see how the playoffs this year turn out. Um, but, for again, for everybody, we thank you. And for my co-host, CBD, I'm Vince. We'll talk to you soon.